You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Today I think I'm going to keep it just very short and sweet, part of it because I am on a time crunch and don't have a great device, but honestly a lot of it is just because there's not a lot left else to say. I'm really just glad we're here, I'm excited we're here, and um, I am spending as much of my time trying to mentally and emotionally prepare for both a win and a loss, and I'm failing at both of those things, because <laughs> I am not prepared. So, as best as I can, just trying to treat this like any old regular old Sunday. But uh, most of all, I want to say thank you to everyone who has tuned into the podcast, whether it's been uh, your first time here today or you've been around for the last three seasons, because it's been a heck of a ride starting off, you know, starting this podcast right around the time Aaron Rodgers broke his collarbone, followed by a terrible year in which we're trying to figure out, I'm trying to figure out in particular, if I just basically bought into the market at the high point and I am in for a you know I, I really was starting to think about maybe 10 years down the road when the Packers are back to being a Super Bowl contender and talking about how I've been here through the dark days and you know I'm uh, mentally processing all these horrible possibilities and in one year here we are so uh, thank all of you for for being a part of it it's been a lot of fun you know doing this every single day it's We've all been extremely immersed in this, and it's great to actually be here. Special thank you, by the way, to Matt, Cody, and Travis for jumping in on Patreon yesterday, overwhelmed by the amount of support I've gotten. Currently up to 61 total patrons. Again, if we can get up to 100, which will be super exciting because we will get there around the time, hopefully, we'll be talking about a Green Bay Packers Super Bowl championship. So if we can get 39 more people, and again, I'm just talking about a buck a month of support, um one person will be able to not only get a free t-shirt but I will produce a t-shirt that is to your specifications and again hopefully that somehow pertains to the Green Bay Packers in the Super Bowl so if you'd like to do that patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy a five-star iTunes review would be greatly appreciated make sure you are subscribed to the podcast that says pack daddy in the logo anyways and uh, otherwise that's about all I got let's take a break and um See if we can't get get our minds right for what's about what's about to happen. Be right back. I don't know what's gonna happen today, but I do know that my phone says it is minus one degree outside. And that could only mean one thing. It's gonna be about that time to plan our trip to Arizona. Thank you, by the way, for everyone in the Facebook group for creating some fantastic ads. Not sure I'm going to tell the advertiser about them, but I appreciate it nonetheless. But if you're still trying to figure out what to do this spring, let me encourage you to check out the Cactus League Spring Training. Great weather, great landscapes, and air that doesn't hurt your face. I know you got a lot on your mind right now, but just stop for a second. Better yet, go walk outside, breathe in that toxic air, because cold is just it's, it's horrible. It's toxic. It is. It's science. I, I decided. And then close your eyes and think about being in 75-degree weather. 
eating a delicious ice cream cone. Following that up with a big old juicy hot dog. Watching baseball and not breaking your back shoveling out your driveway. Again, that's visitarizona.com slash spring training. And speaking of jacked up backs, if you've got nagging muscle and joint pain and you want some relief, then you need to try the natural breakthrough pain relief solution CryoFree CBD developed by Omax Health. This is a non-prescription triple action pain relief roll-on and especially formulated to block pain receptors, reduce inflammation, and improve muscle and joint flexibility. This stuff is going to be having you feel good in about 10 minutes, and it's going to last 8 hours. For most of you bums, that's pretty much a full day. But for those of you that actually work for a living, it can be used up to 4 times a day. And again, it works within 10 minutes of application, which improves physical training, recovery, performance, and supports more comfortable sports activity. So if you're looking to relieve your muscle and joint pain within 15 minutes and need natural yet powerful solutions that is tested and works, try CryoFreeze Pain Relief Roll-On. The quick-absorbing, scientifically-backed formula provides pain relief instantly, and if pro athletes use it, it must work. Remember to go to omaxhealth.com today, enter promo code OVERTIME to take advantage of the incredible savings. That's O-M-A-X-Health.com and enter code OVERTIME to get 20% off cryo-freeze and site-wide. Do not let muscle soreness continue to be an excuse for living an active lifestyle. Go to OMAXHealth.com and feel relief faster. Alright, so I was kind of on the fence of whether or not I wanted to do this. However, I had <laughs> I had basically a boom-roasted segment segment submitted to me. So I figure I'll just read it and then give him the credit for it. That's the best solution I could think of. I might add in a couple little things here and there. We'll see how it goes. But this is um, from at Mr. Heaton on Twitter, also known as the Packers general fanager. I guess, would that make him my boss? If I'm the fanalist and he's the fanager? I guess so. Unfortunately, because I'm on the laptop, I'm not going to get the, uh, the Stanley cackle at the end, but let's do it anyways. The name of your football team is literally two numbers, boom roasted. It took your garbage team three years to do what ours did in one. Boom roasted. Your mascot is called Sourdough Sam, so I guess self-roasted on that one. Your defensive line is made up of four first-round draft picks, and I'll add in early first-round draft picks, and not one of them has as many pressures as Adarius Smith. Boom roasted. You took Alex Smith over Aaron Rodgers. Boom roasted. Your head coach blew a huge lead in the Super Bowl and lost and then couldn't even beat the Falcons this season. Boom roasted. And finally, I will add in, your state flower is fecal sidewalkicus, and your state bird is a hypodermic needle. Rice-a-roni is the best thing that has ever happened to your garbage city, and it tastes like trash. Boom roasted. All right, that felt good. Thank you very much, Mr. Heaton. So I want to throw in one last little shot as far as this whole statistical battle that's been going on, because, again, the conversation is basically the 49ers have an elite defense, and the Packers are just kind of this middling garbage team. In fact, almost every single podcast that I've listened to trying to get little tidbits um, from a national standpoint is basically the fact that this is still a team being drug around by Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers is having a down year. Clearly, none of these people have any idea what they're talking about, so I'm getting almost nothing from them. However, NFL Network actually stumbled on a stat that I'm sure shocked everybody because, again, they have no idea that the Packers have a good defense this year. Nobody does. So let's go ahead and look at it. This is what they dug up. Over the last five games, including the playoffs, which is hilarious because, again, I was just listening to a podcast a little while ago. 
talking about how dominant this defense is, and it's just it's unstoppable. Points per game over the last five games for the San Francisco 49ers is 27.4. I'm sorry. I have respect for the 49ers defense. That's trash. I mean, that that's really, really bad. 27 points? But then again, this is what we kind of found, right? The, the bar set for San Francisco is about 26. The offense has to get to 26 or higher, or they're probably going to lose. Because, again, the national media has no idea. This is a team that is a better offense than a defense. And yes, they have Bosa, and they have a bunch of first-round draft... Which, by the way, since when is are these first-round draft picks this dominant class? I seem to remember them saying they need Nick Bosa more than anything because their pass rushers are straight garbage. Two of these four supposed dominant players are comprised of those guys that just about a half a year ago we were saying are trash. Complete busts. But yeah, they've got some good players. They got Bosa, D. Ford is pretty good, Sherman's pretty good, Quan Alexander is the mo- one of the most overrated players in the history of football. He's lit- I mean, he's good in co- literally one of the worst linebackers in football, and everybody thinks he's elite. The guy, he's good in coverage, he's pretty good at pressuring the quarterback because he's just a small, fast guy. He is one of the worst run-defending linebackers in all of football. But anyways, yeah, so uh, 27 points per game over the f- last five games, which might seem like a small sample size, but we're talking about a third of a season. The Packers, by the way, in that stretch, 16.2. Which one is better, by the way, 16 or 27? My uh, five-year-old son has been working on math. I'll have to run that past him, see if he can crunch the numbers for me. Speaking of Richard Sherman, who is very good, by the way, um, mad respect for him and whatnot, all that stuff. But um, if we could, let's take a look at their passing yards per game. It would appear the Packers are giving up about 182 yards a game, which isn't bad. I mean, that's, you know, if the 49ers only get 182, that's not, that's not bad. The San Francisco 49ers in the most dominant elite defense in the history of the universe over the last five games, 244 yards a game. Pretty sure that's terrible. I don't know. Again, I'll have, to, I'll have to talk to the Ben Baldwins of the world who are really good with numbers, but I feel like 250 yards a game just through the air is uh, pretty horrible. On third downs, obviously the 49ers are really good because how do you convert a third down? Even if it's third and short, they've got the best defensive line the world has ever seen, and they got Richard Sherman who can stop on uh, passes on both sides of the field and play safety all at once because uh, all you really need is one over-the-hill but talented corner to completely have a shutdown uh, defensive back group apparently, according to the national media. But they're at 42.9%. People are able to convert third downs at basically 43%. The Packers are allowing third down completions or or conversions in 34.3%, which is closer to a third. So that's weird. That's three times over the last five games the Packers have seemingly had a better defense. However, we're not done. There's two more categories we've got here. Opponent passer rating. Now, this clearly has got to go in the favor of um, the 49ers, not only because uh, the the 49ers have a great defensive back group, but, I mean, they've got Quan Alexander, who's just the best ever, and, again, Richard Sherman, who can stop every single wide receiver on the team at once, and the 40, I mean, the Packers just faced Russell Wilson, so obviously they're not very good here, but uh, the Packers, 70.6, which is actually surprisingly low, but um, the 49ers only 100.1, so they're allowing a 100 passer rating is actually a really good passer rating. It's kind of strange. However, final one here, sacks per game. And as we've all been hearing for, geez, I don't know, uh, it feels like about two months, but apparently it's only been about a week. 
But definitively, I mean, there's no question the 49ers have a much better pass rush unit. I mean, Nick Bosa, probably not just rookie of the year, defensive player of the year, best pass rusher in the history of the game. Plus, they've got four first-round draft picks who are just all elite football players. I mean, we know everybody knows that. That's common sense. So probably, I mean, if you had to guess, how many sacks per game? I mean, they sacked Aaron Rodgers five times, and that game is the only game that really matters when we try to do an, an analysis of this game. Just look at the last time they played the Packers. They got five sacks. They're probably averaging about five a game, so I would say probably around five. But in the last five games, roughly, let's see, 1.8. So less than two a game. That's... uh shocking. However, Packers can't get to that because they just got one guy. Zadarius is the only person they have on the team, so let's see. Packers sacks per game over the last five. 3.6, it says. Interesting. 1.8 compared to 3.6. You know what it is? I would bet you the referees are paying the NFL Network to say this because obviously the referees are giant Packers fans despite actual stats, information, and facts. We all know the refs love the Green Bay Packers because their very large fan base and very large market that makes lots of money needs referees to prop up the Packers. Otherwise, you know, they couldn't sell out their stadium, even though they did that all those years when they had losing seasons. Flawless logic points to the fact that this is a lie. The 49ers have a better defense. The Packers defense is basically just Zedarius and nothing else. And even he would probably be on the bench if he were with the 49ers. I mean, he'd be a backup. Maybe they'd rotate him in, kind of like Rashawn. You know, you get like nine pressures a game, something like that. So basically what we learned is that the refs are corrupt, have a bunch of money, and are paying off the NFL Network to lie and say that turns out the Packers actually are a very good defense. Over the last five games, have been one of the better defenses in all of football because all of these stats are unbelievable. And uh, turns out the last five games, the 49ers have not actually played all that well. In fact, this is kind of garbage which actually isn't all that shocking. I mean, you know, if it were true, it wouldn't be that surprising because really, this is not a top three defense. This is not even a top five defense. This is barely a top 10 defense over the course of the season. And I know what you're thinking. Well, I mean, they, the, the 49ers have played much, much more difficult games. Well, let's see. They play the Vikings, except the Packers also played the Vikings, so that doesn't count, except for the fact that, here's the thing, the 49ers held the Vikings to 10 points, and the Packers, they... uh Oh, yeah, they held them to 10 points, too. And that was in Minnesota. But that's not it. That's not the only game they played. The 49ers before that, guess who they played? The Seahawks. I mean, come on. When was the last time the Packers played a team as good as the Seahawks? Oh, wait. That was that was last week. Played the Rams. Packers haven't played the Rams. Granted, the, the Rams didn't even make the playoffs, and they did score 31 points on this defense. But we'll just skip that one. Let's see. Uh, the other team they played was the Falcons. And, uh... Um, so, whew. Here's the thing, though. Here's, here's why it's biased. They picked five games for a reason. What happens if you go back six games? Oh, yeah, trying to play with numbers. Six games ago, they played the Saints and allowed 46 points. So, well, if it was seven games, then it would be the, be the Ravens, who they also lost to. But eight weeks ago, it was the Packer game. They held them to eight points. And again, we already talked about it. That's the only game that matters. So if you disregard the last five, six, or seven weeks, or really just disregard pretty much everything, but just focus on the Packers or 49ers, it's pretty obvious what's going to happen here. I mean, you Packer fans are a joke. Seriously. 
I mean, you, you look at all these, these stats and facts and information. You're trying to brag about Zadarius. Like, ooh, I, like, I care that he's the best pass rusher in football. Like, I care that Aaron Rodgers is having one of his best performances ever last week. Like, I care that Devontae's better than anyone we have. Whoop-de-doo. Dude, 37-8, to 8, does that mean anything to you? Like, I care Kenny Clark didn't even start coming on until after the 49ers. Like, I care that you're starting to get this outside zone thing actually working. Like, I care that Jimmy Graham had a phenomenal game last week and played a pivotal role. Like, I care that Kevin King hasn't had a bad day since that game against us, or Jair for that matter. Like, I care that your defense hasn't given up more than 24 points since that point and has only done so three times. Because you know what? The only facts that matter are twofold. Number one, um, again, allow me to reiterate, 37 to 8. Number two, West Coast. We have a two-game sample size that says you folks can't play on the West Coast. So burn, I mean, you want to talk about boom roasted, just listen to the national media folks. They'll tell you, everybody knows the 49ers are by far the better team because they beat the Packers 37 to 8 and the Packers can't play on the West Coast because Alex Light is terrible. So, facts, son. Facts all up in your face. Oh, and by the way, your kicker's sick, so sorry. Looks like you won't be punting. Good luck winning without punting as well as he as he did before in perfect conditions, unlike last week when he was punting in Lambeau in the freezing cold. But the flu, you know what? I don't even care because the 49ers are really good. Maybe not statistically, but do I care if the st- statistics say we don't have a very good quarterback? Do I care if our defense is wildly overrated? Do I care if the Packers versus 49ers game is an anomaly? No, I don't. Because the only thing that matters in life is that the 49ers are going to win and the Packers are only good in reality, not in my world. So get out of my face. Is that Was that a pretty good summary of what we've been dealing with all week? <laughs> I feel like I did a pretty good job. I don't know, I haven't considered acting, but I feel like if, if there was a role for national media or sports media, you know, g- g- give me your, your best impression of, you know, CBS Sports or NBC Sports trying to, trying to break down the 49ers Packers. I think I nailed that. And look, again, good team, good offense, good defense, but the, uh, the framing of this has been so dumb. The simple fact of the matter is the Packers have been better recently than the 49ers defensively for sure and I genuinely do believe and again it's going to depend what what team shows up and that's true for the 49ers by the way yes it's possible the Packers don't show up it's also possible the 49ers don't show up anything's possible but if we're actually being honest and being serious about this I believe that this is a better Packers defense than it is a 49ers defense very possibly a better 49ers offense but I think rather than looking at it as a team that is by far better on offense and defense going up against the Packers. I think this is a Packers defense against a 49ers offense, which, by the way, is exactly what happened last week, minus the whole mobile quarterback thing. Not saying Seattle's as good on offense, but it's a similar style of football. This dominant defense that's been one of the better defenses since that 49ers game has to find a way to beat a really good offense. Completely different challenges, but they rose to the challenge to play Russell Wilson, which was a unique challenge. They hadn't faced that much, if at all, this year. This is a different set of challenges, and you know what? I have a feeling they're going to rise to that occasion. 
here's the interesting thing, and I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to just about leave it at this. We won't have a second break. Last week, I predicted it would be a big day for the rookies, but in fact what it was was a big day for the vets. Devontae, Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Graham, they took over this game, it's especially offensively, obviously. But it was the guys that were the hungriest that knew that they needed this and wanted this. I think that needs to carry on, but I also think there needs to be an element, and I'm not saying this hasn't been the case because it absolutely has, but there needs to be an element of other guys stepping up. Similar to what we saw with Geronimo coming up with that big play on third down. We're going to need those kinds of things. We're going to need these younger guys, or maybe not super young, you know, second, third year, whatever. We're going to need different guys to step up in different ways. On our last Super Bowl run, that's exactly what happened. We were pummeled with injuries. We had a bunch of backups and replacements come in and make key interceptions and games out on the field to get us into the Super Bowl and get us our last Super Bowl victory. I think we're going to need that today. We're going to need a little extra something. And so while I'm going to say that I expect the key contributors to be the key contributors, Zadarius, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, these guys need to have big days and these are the most important things. The supporting cast is going to have to have at least just just give me that one play. Jair coming on a blitz for that two-point conversion and just smoking the guy. That was a big play. Preston getting that third down sack to, to shut out the Seahawks from, from mounting a comeback. Geronimo on that third down catch, as I said. Rashawn didn't get much time, but he had that one pressure. Even if you don't have many opportunities, make it work. Make something happen. Last week, Rashawn Gary and Darnell Savage were both graded out as top five players. We're going to need more of that. And so I'm going to make the same prediction I did last week. I was, I gave myself half credit because of that fact I just told you. But I think it's going to be a little bit more evident this week. I'm looking at Jace. I'm looking at Rashawn. I'm looking at Darnell Savage. Elton Jenkins is going to be hard to notice, but maybe. I'm looking at the Young Bucks to make a play. Very limited. I mean, Jace doesn't get many opportunities. Rashawn doesn't. Darnell does. But I'm looking at these guys to come up and make a play. Again, this is primarily on the big guys. This is going to be up to, I mean, if, if we don't have Zadarius at his best, if we don't have Preston, if we don't have Aaron Rodgers, if that ball is not coming off his fingertips just the right way like it was last week, we might just be able to cash this one in already. But that honestly is one of the things that makes this team great and is one of the reasons that this team is so underappreciated. Because despite the fact that you can't look at any one player and call them a top-tier player, I mean, there's a lot of guys you can't do that, we've had guys rise up in certain occasions. Jay Kumaro is not the kind of guy you want to build a team around. But we have won games in which Kumaro was by far our best receiver, and I don't know if we win the game without him. You can say the exact same thing about Alan Lazard. You can say that about games in which Kevin King has played, games in which um, Jair Alexander has played. There are so many guys you can go down the line. How many games have we won on the back of Aaron Jones when, when nothing else is working? When Aaron Rodgers and, and these wide receivers are not in sync and he just carried us to a victory? How about the times in which Jamal actually had better days than Aaron when Aaron Jones wasn't stepping up and Jamal comes in and is top dog? The, the, these guys look at the Green Bay Packers and they don't actually see what makes this thing tick and that's why they, their brains get all locked up and they just say fraud. They don't see the depth. They don't see the heart. They don't see the grind. They're not appreciating what makes the team great. It's the fact that this isn't a team driven by Aaron Rodgers anymore. This isn't a team being dragged by Aaron Rodgers anymore. This is a team that when you think things are going in your direction, you know you're about to get hit, you just don't know from where. Is it Kenny? Is it Savage? Is it Amos? Is it King? Is it Zadarius? Is it Preston? You don't know where it's coming from. 
How do you game plan against a team in which you don't even know who the number two receiver is going to be? Jimmy, Lazard, Kumaro, MVS, Geronimo. I mean, some of these have, you know, the ship has sailed on a couple of these guys probably. But you never know. You just don't know who's going to, and I don't even know if the Packers know. But it doesn't matter. We just need enough guys to get hot today. We need guys to step up and say, this is going to be my day. I don't know what that magic sauce is. I don't know what it is that Aaron Rodgers, before the game, starts throwing the ball around and going, wow, this feels good. I don't know what it is that just somebody's just in a rhythm. But this is a hot team with a lot of talent. And if enough people get hot on this team, the Packers are not only going to win, they're going to annihilate the 49ers. That's not a prediction, it's just a fact. The question is, who's coming to play? Because we need all hands on deck in this game. So anyways, that's it. You folks have yourselves a fantastic day. I'm really, really, really hoping that tomorrow we've got some great, great news to talk about. I'm not even planning for tomorrow because I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. Uh, we'll just take it as it comes. But uh, go, Pack, go. I'll talk to you all tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.